0: Every American citizen must have an equal right to vote.
1: Administration of elections is primarily a state and local responsibility.
2: Whether you voted for the very first time or waited in line for a very long time, by the way, we have to fix that.
0: Welcome to High Turnout, Wide Margins. This is Brianna Lennon. I am the County Clerk for Boone County, Missouri. And with me is my co-host.
2: Eric Fay, Director of Elections in St. Louis County, Missouri.
0: And we are very excited to have Matt Crane today from Colorado. He's the Executive Director of the Clerks Association for Colorado. And he's gonna be talking to us about association work that is done on behalf of County Clerks and in Colorado and a myriad of other things. Thank you for coming on and answering our questions today.
1: You bet. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, the first question we always ask is How did you end up in elections administration?
1: It's kind of an interesting story. So, I majored in poli sci um, and history in college, and I always knew that I wanted to get into politics and public policy. And I was sitting in the barbershop one day with my father, and um, it was right after I graduated from college, and there was an ad um, in the classified section for Denver Elections to get in at the bottom. I think it was an admin assistant position. And I had, I had been on the election commission at the college that I went to. So I was kind of interested in how elections were conducted anyway, but I never thought it would be a career path, right? I figured, okay, well, I'll apply for this. And if I can get in, it'll open up other avenues for me in public policy um, and be able to move forward that way. Um, I got the job at Denver Elections at that time. And then, you know, 20 years later, here we are. It's been a fantastic career path that's taken me from Denver, the Colorado Secretary of State's office, being an elected official in Arapahoe County, Colorado, the clerk and recorder from 2013 to 2019, doing some work to support SISA uh, with election security around the country, and now executive director of the Clerks Association. So it's been a fun and a wild ride.
0: Have you noticed much difference? I mean, being a county clerk, you are intimately familiar with the association anyway, but has it changed your relationship with any of the people that you'd been working with before in terms of like working with the secretary of state's office or working with federal election offices and things like that? It has,
1: you know, when you, when you get elected um, and you're serving at that level, it certainly gets you into more conversations and to be able to have a greater impact on conversations and policies you know than you would as a staffer coming up through the ranks so that's part has been nice to be able to you know have a bigger seat at the table and certainly with the association when i was clerk in arapahoe county i was i served in leadership for the colorado clerks association and i served as president in 2016. so being able to look at it from all of these different perspectives starting at staff then as then as clerk where you need to be think about your county and what's best for your county and then serving in a leadership position for the association where it's more than just your county and sometimes you have to subjugate your wants uh, to the wants or what's best for the association. So it's, it has been really eye-opening to go along that path and to see the different perspectives that are there.
2: Certainly, Colorado has seen a myriad of changes to the voting system. I mean, even there are people that call it the Colorado model now of you know mailing everybody a ballot. And what role did the association in Colorado play in all that? What, was it important to have an association and to you know speak to the legislature as one voice? It was absolutely important to have
1: an association to do that. That was a very interesting time, and it was a very difficult time for the leadership of the association. You know, you know, amazing clerks, Pam Anderson, who was in Jeffco at the time, Sheila Reiner in Mesa, Hillary Hall in Boulder, and Tiffany Lee from La Plata County, they did an amazing job and took a lot of arrows for that. So what had happened right before that was the Colorado General Assembly, in which it had split houses, one D, one R, one all D right before that in 2012. And we had a democratic governor. And so there was very little resistance that Republicans could put up to, to stop legislation. The secretary of the state at that time was Scott Gessler, who was not a fan of mail ballots or the legislation that moved it that way. And so you had the association who was able to work with the stakeholders on the left, who, you know, initially, um, as I understand it, I wasn't involved in the conversations at that point, but as I understand it, you know, they wanted same-day voter registration in a precinct polling place environment, which without any poll book you guys know, I mean, that's a pretty untenable situation. You know, the leadership of the association came in and they really pushed to add the mail ballot component to it, the vote center component to it and, it, and it took off from there. So they were really able to fight for things that made sense for election administrators, you know, without their voices at the table. You know, nobody would be talking about the benefits of the Colorado model now, um, that's for sure. So it's, it was vitally important to have
2: uh, an association push forward that way. I think one of the challenges I've seen personally is just as an association getting a seat at the table how were you all in Colorado able to accomplish that? Were there challenges? There's a lot of challenges
1: um, and there continue to be a lot of challenges with that. I think the one thing where our association has been very successful to date has been able to, you know, we allow room for, differing, uh, for differences of opinion, but we try to leave the politics to the side. So we get together and where we can agree on good policy changes, we come together and go around that uh, and move forward with that. If we have clerks that have a differing opinion from where the association is on that, then we allow room for that. And we still you know, let those people in. So you know, we talk about the move to mail ballot for the Colorado model. I was one of four clerks who was against that legislation for various reasons. But that same year, right after that, you know, it was respectful disagreement. We never, you know, I never took shots at the association or my colleagues and friends. You know, there were a few policy points that I had some issues with. But right after that, you know, they recruited me to run for leadership in the association. And I think that was really important because we do allow for differing opinions. We do allow for people to have their own space on issues. But then where we can come together and really be effective and use our collective political capital together to push for meaningful legislation we're able to do that.
2: How do you get a seat at the table legislatively? I mean I'm sure it's obviously different in every state and in some states I'm sure the legislators themselves are more or less likely to want to hear what the election officials have to say. Are there proactive things you all do there to make sure that the folks in, in Denver and the state legislature want to hear from you all? Yeah, absolutely. So part of it comes to,
1: um, as I said before, you know, it's making sure our membership understands the value of the association and that we can be a lot more effective as opposed to 64 different voices. If we come together on the areas we agree upon as one really strong voice and we use that political capital wisely, but, you know, weld it, you know, when we need to. Um, The other thing is, you know, we have a lobbyist that's worked with our association. a long time he does a fantastic job one of the most respected lobbyists in the state and so you know we really work to have a strong relationship with the secretary of state's office we work to have strong relationships with the different election stakeholders on the left and the right um, to make sure that they know that they should at least come and talk to us about the potential impacts that it will have on counties And then that's really where it's important, where we speak to the technical issues of what's there and try to stay out of the other political conversations. You know, we try to be the adults in the room and then, you know, let, you know, if people want to get into the mud on other issues, we do our best to stay out of that so that our voice will stay above the fray that way.
0: Do you see a need for that or something, the equivalent of a clerks association at a federal level that might help with those conversations as well? Or do you think that that's more of a state issue?
1: I think by and large, it's more of a state issue, but I think We can see states collaborate, uh, state associations collaborate on different things that impact multiple states. And so I think about um, in the summer of 2019, where the Colorado Association and folks from Washington and Oregon got together for the Western States Conference, you know, mostly mail ballot states, so our issues are very similar. So it was a great opportunity for election officials from the three states to get together and talk about best practices, you know, what works in Washington, what works in Colorado or Oregon, Um, and that was a fantastic opportunity to get together and and share ideas that way. So, you know, to the extent that, you know, we can have this pipeline to where these associations can talk together and um, get together every so often. And I know that happens, you know, Election Center does a great job. IGO does a great job of bringing people together. But where we can really focus on like issues and have those conversations, I think that would be a great benefit to people all across the country. You know, the EAC is a great place to, you know, it's a great opportunity area to, to bring some of those conversations together. So to the extent that, you know, they can try to build that out, you know, anything that we can do to advance these conversations is helpful.
2: I know, Matt, you're, you're new in your role, but you've had a lot of experience working uh, with this particular association. I almost hate to ask this question because it's the question we get as election administrators all the time, but in your role, what are you doing when it's not, immediately the time around an election. Are you trying to meet with state legislators? You're going to the various counties? I mean, what what do you see your role as? So yes to all of
1: that. So right now, the way that Colorado works is our general assembly is in session January through May. Um, now it's a little bit different this year with COVID, so it may extend a little bit beyond that. But so a lot of the work that we do after the election is getting our legislative agenda ready for the next session that comes the following spring. And a lot of the work in the spring is working with the legislature, trying to promote good election practices and, quite honestly, try to shoot down some stuff that that always seems to come that will not help. Um, that will hurt um, access and or integrity. And then once we get past that in the summertime, we usually have uh, our our summer conference where we take a lot of what came to, from the all of what came from the legislature, so we can, you know, train our folks on any changes that came about, talk about other areas of interest, whether it's here in the state or national, we'll bring in folks from different national groups as well to talk about the latest and greatest going on. And then at that point, as we as we go to late summer and into the fall, it's it's helping our folks, however I can. Uh, prepare for the election, um, you know, support them in whatever capacity they need. So, I mean, it really, it keeps you busy, right? It's, you know, like, like election officials, you know, we don't just show up on election day and then look for something else to do the other 364 days.
0: In terms of breakdown of responsibilities and things like that, because you're an executive director, but there, I assume there is still leadership in the clerks association, how is your relationship with the board is it is it similar to a regular nonprofit structure where you kind of report back to them and they give you direction or is it more like you know you're informing them of things how much do they still do
1: So we have a very active board so they will set you know, they will set the policy direction with the you know, uh, the strategic plan for what we want to work on for the year and the way it works in Colorado is the leadership in our association, the President uh, turns over every year. And so it's, it's working with somebody new every year, but by and large, the strategic plan is, is usually the same unless there's a big issue that comes up and we have to pivot fairly quickly. But once I have my marching orders, then I'm able to go and, and carry that out. And I think we've been very fortunate with the leadership that we have here is that it's been very consistent in that you know, we want to focus on where we can uh, make positive changes and where most of the association can agree and support you know, the various initiatives or, or ideas that come up. Um, So that makes my job, you know, really easy to having that same kind of consistency from year to year.
2: I took a peek at the uh, clerk's Association website uh, in Colorado, and I think the thing I liked most about it, it had a number of um, videos and like FAQs from different counties across the state that showed, you know, this is how we process our mail ballots. This is how we do this. Um, and I thought that was great. You know, for the public, they they can they can get that kind of thing. Do you find, since you all have been somewhat proactive in putting those things out, do you find that the public and the press reach out to you to understand how things work in Colorado? Absolutely. I think by and large,
1: we have a good relationship with a vast majority of media outlets um, around the state, and it is helpful to be proactive to get as much information out as we can you know, one of the things that I really want to see us take on, um, and we'll be meeting with our communications subcommittee here in a week or so, um, is taking the lessons learned from what we just went through, right? I mean, as you know, operationally, I think it was an incredibly successful election, not just here in Colorado, but around the country. Uh, But we had to deal with you know, the disinfo and the lies that have really had a negative impact on public confidence here in Colorado and across the country. So, you know, I want to see us be very aggressive as an association and our counties individually um, and taking some of that on. So, you know, know, we want to take a, a collective approach to fighting, you know, the disinfo that's out and really pushing back on it and taking some of that narrative back um, so that people know that if they want trusted info come to your local county clerk and recorder more than anybody involved in the process your local county should be your trusted source for this and then just taking head on and trying to have some fun with it too so you know you want people to watch it not just have it be you know a boring government video that somebody turns off Uh, but can we take a really fun creative approach to really go after the disinfo that's out there. And so that, you know, a lot of the work that Pam did as as the ED of the association for so long, she did a phenomenal job. And so it's on us to build on that um, and to really continue going with that.
0: I think one of the things that is common to a lot of states is every jurisdiction has a wide variety of population size, physical size, and resource, different resources and things like that. How do you balance as an executive director of an organization with so many different needs when you're representing them.
1: When I was a staff member working my way up, either in Denver or then in Arapahoe County after that, you know, we had our needs, we had our fixes that we needed. And then I would hear from clerks at the time that I worked for, oh, the small counties, you know, don't like this idea. And I'm like, well, you know, can't we just keep moving? Like this is, you know, this is what's good for the big counties. But then once I got into being an elected official and got into leadership of the association and you start having more conversations with people in the rural areas, in the smaller counties, and, you know, you get to understand their challenges you realize that it can't just be you know you can't be so myopic that you're just thinking about yourself you have to think about impacts for everybody and so that's one of the things where our association has been very successful is you know once you get elected once you're part of the association bringing people in getting you know getting to top to and network with other county clerks across the state from all different kinds of jurisdictions. You know, um, so you can learn about their experiences, what their challenges are, and then you start to be more mindful as you think about ideas for legislation. You start to be more mindful. Okay, this will work for me, but am I going to get you know the clerk in Lincoln County um, or the clerk in La Plata County? You know, does this make sense for them, or are they going to say we needed a little a little bit different to be able to move, help it move forward for them? So that part has been really interesting constructive and educational for me, but, you know, by and large, we are able to have those conversations. And sometimes they get a little heated at times because people feel very strongly about something. But again, that's where having a strong association where, you know, you can allow people to have their own space and their own opinions, but then come together and figure out good compromises to be able to move forward and advocate for. It's been so important.
2: I think almost every state has some type of association, but a number of states don't have an executive director understanding that you'll probably be a little biased in this response. In your opinion, what type of advantage is there to having a a full-time person dedicated to to supporting the association? Now that I've seen it from both perspectives,
1: both as a clerk and an an executive director, you know, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know, uh, That an executive director can take off the plates of clerks. You know, when I was a clerk, you know, you're jammed up with meetings, you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and that's before you get into election season. And then it just goes up from there. There's a ton of work that goes in just to make sure you're taking care of your own jurisdiction and your own constituents. So the work that comes in with an association where, you know, we're at the beginning of our legislative session right now, and there's a lot of ideas for bills and requests for fiscal notes that are coming. So to be able to have an executive director, you know, who can take all that who can send it out to the appropriate subcommittees who can who can be able to handle um, a lot of the lobbying that has to happen at the legislature that can tell clerks okay we have this bill coming up in this committee on this day and organize who's going to testify and work with them on what they want to say for their testimony the work that the executive director and and quite frankly our lobbyists to do to help move that collective mission forward it's, you know, it's beneficial beyond words. And I can say that as somebody who was president of the association in in 2016, you know, Pam Anderson was a phenomenal help to me. And now, you know, it's rewarding to be able to give back and to be able to help clerks. And being a clerk, I understand where those pitfalls are and where, you know, where the roadblocks are for them. So I can step in and try to help, you know, in in any way I can. So it's been a fantastic model for us. Um, And as we were talking about earlier, before we came on, you know, Colorado has been very lucky when we made the decision to hire an executive director, we were very lucky because Donetta Davidson was just leaving her time at the EAC. She was former secretary of state in Colorado. She was a clerk of two different counties. So we, had, we were able to hire somebody with fantastic experience. And then when she retired, you know, Pam jumped into the role and, you know, was just phenomenal, took it to new heights. And so big shoes for me to follow, you know, when we're talking about Pam and Donetta, but I think my experience will help, you know, and really help push things forward.
2: Well, one thing I know, and this is something I, I, I would really love to do. I, I wonder if there's any body of work out there. I would love to like compile all of the uh, bylaws of all the associations across the country and like find out how the, how the nuts and bolts runs. One thing I've always been curious about, like here in Missouri, we just have standard dues for every county, regardless of size and population. Um, is it the same there? And do you know of any place that does it differently than that? It is the same here, you know, in every few years,
1: we'll bump them up a little bit, but it's not, it's not too aggressive that we do that because, you know, as you know, county budgets are so strapped. I know Democracy Work has done some good work bringing association leaders together for various meetings, so they may have some information along those lines,
2: but I'm not sure. I think it's fairly similar in other states as well. Another thing I was really curious about, do you all in Colorado have some type of state certification program? We do. It goes to the Secretary of State's office. Started, wow,
1: back around 2006 or 7, I think, 2005. And it's now, I think, um, if you're working in elections, you have to get your certification within a couple of years. But it's election 101, and then it goes through other various topics around around elections. And it's a very helpful tool um, when you're onboarding new people Um, and great refreshers for people, too. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's amazing there's so much going on and you'll go back and have to get a continuing education credit to keep your certification. And you're like, Oh, that's right. You know, totally forgot about, you know, this law in this space of elections. So yeah, it's been it's been really helpful.
0: This is Colorado specific, but I am curious, because I remember talking to Amber one time, and she was saying that just the geography of Colorado can make it very challenging for clerks to visit with one another. How has the association kind of facilitated that or has it?
1: what we try to do as an association of you know of course it's- Pre COVID, you know, COVID's done the curveball for everybody. But we would have two conferences. We would have one in the winter and one in the summer, which has always been a great opportunity to get together, network, talk to each other, get to know each other. You know, to the question earlier, that's one way we're able to bridge some of the divide and help people understand the different challenges for the different types of counties. Um, We also have our association broken down to regions. So that allows clerks in the Eastern region to get together. Well, they'll have two, we'll we'll try to have two conferences in Eastern. Each region for those folks in the region to get together to talk about things impacting the region. And for our association too, it's not just elections. We also deal with motor vehicle recording. Some areas deal with liquor licensing, those types of things. So it's a lot more than just elections. But you know, to the extent that we can promote people getting together uh, more often throughout the year, the better off it is. But Amber's right, I mean there are some geographical challenges that make it that make it difficult. But one of the things we really want to focus on this year, we just went through you know normally we'd have our winter conference in January, we just, we couldn't do it because of COVID, but we did try to get as many clerks together for a clerk's business meeting. And we had about 30 clerks there, which was great to get people together. But, you know, come hell or high water, we're going to figure out a way to get people together in person. Because after the cycle we just had, uh, after the election we just had, and after everything that COVID presented in motor vehicle and our other areas that we work, it's really important, I think to get people together to renew those acquaintances, those friendships, and to talk about best practices because you know we were uh, we were drinking by the fire hose with all of the different challenges that were out there this year. So getting together always helps us work through that and be able to move forward.
2: You've also worked in different parts of the country, so you know more than about just Colorado, obviously. Uh, What other suggestions might you have for other state associations and the things they should consider?
1: You know, the one thing just to really reinforce, and I hopefully everybody knows this, but it's it's so funny though too, when you go, you know, when we would go to conferences and this would be when I was clerk as well. And, you know, people talk about, well, how is Colorado able to do some of these things? And, you know, it always start, starts with the fact that we have a strong association. So for states that, are, uh, that aren't quite there or are struggling to get there, I think it's really important to look at the benefits of having a strong association where you have to be willing to put you know, some of the political things aside, and it's hard because you know, uh, here in Colorado, 63 of our 64 clerks are elected, right? So, and it's on a, you know, they're elected and it's partisan races. So it's sometimes hard to leave those conversations aside, but you have to realize that the political capital that you can have with a strong association, you can get a heck of a lot more done than if you're trying to tackle it, just one one or two clerks um, trying to move something. So there's such a great benefit involved with that. There's also the education and training piece where you can, you know, uh, provide an opportunity for everybody to get together and hear from different speakers, both in the state now and and from across the country. You know, just the benefits of having a strong association that promotes education and moving forward collectively. It's it's just been a fantastic resource for Colorado, for folks in Colorado. Um, And to the extent that we can help, you know, we'd love to be able to help states that, that may want help or advice. We're happy to do that too it's been huge here to have this, you know, the backbone for it. Um, And it goes back, we just had our 50th anniversary in 2019, our 50th anniversary of the clerks association. So it's a, it's a pretty cool milestone to be a part of.
0: How are you all recovering from the 2020 election? Are you having a mass exodus of clerks leaving?
1: Not yet. I think everybody's a little bit nervous about it. But I think the clerks here have have done a really great job of giving their staff a lot of time off after after November to try to recharge and then get ready to, you know, face what's coming up. Luckily, 2021 on the election side should be a fairly light year. So I think people have done a great job of, you know, building a sense of team inside their offices, you know, we're, we're sticking together. We got through this. Um, now we have a little bit of time to recharge before we have to gin up for our next general in 2022. So I think that's been good. And I think it's also what we're seeing, um, and I think we're seeing this all over the country, is, you know, when our industry was under attack, like it has been this year, you know, there, I think there are some people, you know, there are a small amount of people who are deciding to get out, but I know a lot of people who are, who have been recharged because, you know, some of you guys know how this is we believe in what we do we're passionate about what we do as election administrators right there's nothing cooler than helping facilitate somebody's right to vote right what people have fought and died for And so when you see the lies and the BS that have come out, it's kind of recharged people to say, you know what, now's not the time, you know, to, to not stand guard. We want to continue watching the post and keep working on it because we believe in what we're doing and it's worth fighting for. Um, And so I think that's something that's been, that's been really fun to watch. Um, You know, people come together and say, you know, screw it, we're going to keep at it. And we're going to keep fighting it um, and fighting
2: all the crap and all the garbage that's out there. Something I'm just personally curious about, Because the county clerks in Missouri have a number of other duties in addition to elections you mentioned they do in Colorado from your experience as a clerk what percentage of your time is elections versus the other things. So in Colorado, uh,
1: we have the DMV we have motor vehicle department um, as a part of our office and you know elections is the. The. You know my staff would always get mad at me for saying this but you know elections is the sexy department right it's the it's the one that's in the news the most it's the one that has the the biggest impact to our society the whole nine yards but when you look at what where we have more of a day-to-day contact with our with our citizens with our constituents it's in the motor vehicle department and it's not even close and so a lot of the time at least for me when i was clerk you know, a lot more of my time was probably dedicated to motor vehicle than it was to elections. Now, some of that, you know, I was very fortunate. I, you know, Jennifer Morell, she worked for me in Arapahoe County. We have a tremendous team. And so, you know, having her and a, a great team made it a lot easier for me to focus on raising hell in other areas. And when people think of inefficient government, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It's the DMV. So there was a lot of opportunity area there to go and impact and have some fun. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I would say that a lot you know more of my time was on the DMV than it was uh, than it was elections but you know when you get in that window of elections when it's you're three months out, four months out it shifts over um, and that becomes a big part of the main focus. And then of course the association work when you're in the leadership, that takes some time as well. but the juice was definitely worth the squeeze to be involved um, in the association to help move that forward as well.
2: Obviously in elections you've you've got to be. Trying new, At least I think you got to be trying new things quite often. You got to be finding uh, more efficient ways to do things. Did any of that translate into like the DMV and some of the other duties you had?
1: It did, actually. You know, right after I became clerk, we took on doing an RLA pilot. Um, which, we, you know, nobody had done an end RLA uh, in the state at that point in time. People had tried parts of it, but never a full end-to-end. Um, and so the secretary's office came to me, and I guess I was the only sucker in the state that said, yeah, we'll do it. Let's, you know, because I knew we needed to do something different. Our, our old post-election audit wasn't a really good test, so I was excited to try it. So we were, we were able to innovate there. Um, I really challenged my staff in elections because there's more of an opportunity there to be able to innovate. And, you know, we did a lot of cool work, but then, you know, my motor V staff, I would challenge them to do the same thing. And I was blessed, you know, I had Jennifer in elections, but I also had an amazing person running my motor V department. Um, A couple of people, Victoria and Bridget just did a fantastic job. One of the things that we did was, you know, we became, we were the first county in the state to go out um, to Uh, have motor vehicle kiosks to renew your license plates on kiosks and to put those in grocery stores in remote locations. So we were able to really move the needle in that way too. Um, And so it was like, okay, elections did this motor vehicle. What can we do over here to kind of make sure we're keeping up with them? And it, you know, promoted a friendly kind of rivalry to say, you know, okay, we're going to keep pushing the needle. And it just helped create a culture inside the office of innovation and to, you know, to keep looking for the next great thing out there where we can really make an impact on, on public policy and in the lives of our citizens. So
2: it was, it was fun. It was a fun environment to work in. So did your motor vehicle people come over during election time and, you know, like do voter registration or anything like that, open ballots?
1: yep one thing that we really promoted was that yes you know we have our different departments inside the office but we are one big team so when motor vehicle would get backed up we would send election employees over to help support them and catch them up and when it's election time we always had our motor V folks who would love to come over and participate in the election and have some fun with that you know it was nice for for people to break up their day-to-day job the day-to-day monotony of their jobs and to try something new but for you know the motor V folks to come over and help facilitate an election too, you know, there's very few people I've met that once you do it, haven't just been like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever, right, to be able to help somebody cast their ballot. So there was a great sense of pride for our motor vehicle department and our recording department to be able to come in um, and help facilitate that. So it, it was fun, you know, great sense of pride in the in the overall work of the office. You know, once you set your mind to, you know, you want to look for efficiencies and create efficiencies, when you come across what is such a bureaucratic mess like the DMV is to be able to make some change and have some real impact there and to challenge your folks to do that. that, That's pretty fun too. So you just try to raise hell wherever you can, you know?
2: All right. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of High Turnout Wide Margins and a big thank you to Matt Crane from the Colorado County Clerks Association for being our guest today. We hope you tune in for the next episode of High Turnout Wide Margins.